who is your client? So luxury, is luxury a client? Well, does luxury actually buy from you? There's such <laughs> your a, niche there's... is your client, <laughs> not not what you you know, or destination. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, selling. Oh, I sell Disney. Well, great. I mean, Walt is not Walt Disney is not your client, and that may be the the solution to the problem. But who's your client, and what's their problem? Hey, travel advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO Podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level. And all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul, or the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry. about a topic that I get pretty fired up about and I noticed so does Wendy <laughs> and it's I think a lot of people might disagree with this but I think it's brilliant and I don't care what Crystal said I'm just joking <laughs> okay so the point here is that so many advisors out there are claiming their niche right because we all know we need to niche uh-huh but when they decide what their niche is, they say something to the effect of, <laughs> I'm a cruise specialist, or I'm a family travel specialist, I'm a Disney specialist, I'm an Australia specialist, or yeah. I'm luxury. a luxury specialist. specialist. But how do you feel about that, Wendy? What does oh. that even mean? Well, exactly. I mean, what the <laughs> F does that mean? <laughs> I sell luxury travel. Okay, what does that say? Well, and who do you? So, just, first of all, in that in that capacity, and it, and it, it could be luxury or cruiser. Define luxury travel. Define cruise travel. Well, I've been on a cruise. There sure. are a lot of different well, mofo's on a cruise. Well, and really, the, the first thing is your client, <laughs> not not what you you know or destination. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, selling, oh, I sell Disney. Well, great. I mean, Walt is not, Walt Disney is not your client. And that may be the the solution to the problem, but who's your client and what's their problem? And then you figure out what the solution is. And I think, you know, we think about how hard it is to sell travel right now in the middle of a pandemic. And it is especially hard if you've niched yourself into a hole. You know, I only sell, you know, Italy. I only sell Europe. Yes, I only sell Italy. Well, what happens when you can't go there? Now, all of a sudden, it's 
how do I pivot? But if you actually have a human ideal client with real problems or real aspirations, that's how you can go about helping solve them in a lot of different ways. And that makes it easy where it's, well, it's not Italy, it's, it's New England or, or the Caribbean or whatever, as long as you're solving their problems. And it, it's one of those, I guess, maybe frustrations is the, is the best word when, mm-hmm. you know, when you ask someone what, you know, what do, what do you specialize in? And it's, all, it's always something that has absolutely nothing to do with the person who's actually purchasing <laughs> <laughs> what you're offering. Well, and I think a lot of people think if I cast a wide net, mm-hmm. I'll catch more fish. Oh, gosh, no. And the fact of the matter is that in you, if you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a Seth Godin thing. And the idea here is you want to go narrow and you want to go deep. That's a Seth Godin thing too. A thousand percent. And <laughs> yes. he is considered a marketing guru for a reason. Yes. Yes. And he's incredibly successful for a reason because yep. he recognizes that you don't need a hundred raving fans or even you don't need a 10,000 raving fans. What you need is a, is a small group of 10 to a hundred. Mm-hmm. raving fans and, and you those start people, one at a time and you start one, at a, one time, at a time and those people will tell their friends that's right and so if you can connect to people through mm-hmm. your stories if you can connect people through your ideals if you can connect through people through by even just telling people this is who i serve mm-hmm. over and over and over again in your content marketing in your yep. blogs and your yep. podcasts yep. and all of those things you cannot replicate National Geographic, right? I yeah, think. like that's what I say. Oh, you got to also approach this from a practical operations standpoint. You're a one-person show, most likely. You can't, you don't have the marketing funds and the staff to market on a scale of Carnival Cruise Lines or Expedia. So don't try to compete with them by selling on product or destination. Don't compete with them at all find your ideal client and talk to them. And and then the other thing is, it's not really practical to focus, for example, on just cruises because you don't get as much of a great repeat client base that way. And I know this because I worked at Carnival Corporation and we did all kinds of studies. And with the exception of a certain percentage of your cruisers, people who vacation tend to cruise one maybe out of every four vacations. So like one vacation's a cruise, the next might be like a national park, the next might be Disney, the next might be Paris or whatever. Then they go back to the cruise. You're not getting a consistent client base if you focus on one mode of travel or one destination. You'll get referrals potentially, but you're not gonna be able to continually serve those people in a way that you get to know them and provide them super well, so specialized service. Yeah. So the the next step there would be if you really want to work on cruises, it's I work on people who only take cruise vacations because they think cruise vacations are the best vacations. And then you need to decide, are those people couples or is that a family that only takes cruise vacations? And why do they only take cruise vacations? Mm-hmm. What problems does mm-hmm. the cruise solve for them? Is it that it's an easy mode of travel? Is it that it's a family and they can drop their kids at a kids club all the time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
that's what you market to. Not that you're a cruise specialist, but that you are helping this particular person and cruises is the answer to their problem. And then when the cruise industry shuts down, you at least know that family and they still want a vacation. You can say, well, I know your style. Here's a national park or here's an all-inclusive in Mexico because they're basically open where you can go and get that child care and have your family vacation you know like you know that family so you can service them yeah from a content marketing standpoint again you can never outperform major corporations (laughs) and Expedia and if you're even if you're let's say you're a Germany specialist I can't outperform National Geographic or any other visit Germany visit Germany (laughs) guide out there so I don't need to write Germany guides to sell Germany what I need to do is I need to write content to know how Germany helps the, my ideal client. What it does my ideal client love about Germany and love returning mm-hmm. to, whether it's breweries, whether it's or the what hiking, should they see, what should, or they, what do should they see, Germany. yeah. And and there are so many different styles of that for different people, and that's why that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it really comes down to I think part of it too is just a scarce scarcity mindset. I mean that's used a lot, but we cast a wide net because we're worried if yes. we don't, we won't get any business. Yeah. Well, and, and I, well, and I think that is so very true. And I think that people need to have the confidence. Travel advisors need to have the confidence that if they've done their homework and, and put to, and, and really identified their ideal clients and put together branding and messaging that works for them that, and, you know, and then has a strategy to go after the clients that they don't have to, you don't have to cast a very wide net Mm -hmm. because yeah, the more, the broader you are, the less likely you're really going to sell. Yeah. And I mean, I keep saying we're going to have this conversation later, this idea how to pivot, but we're seeing examples of advisors who are successfully positioning themselves to pivot because they've built a community of raving fans that are their ideal client. For example, I won't name her, but she caters to, I believe, middle-aged women who, you know, want to experience wellness and experiential travel. And so she's getting a yoga certification. And so she's identifying a way that she can serve that population and still maintain contact with them. And they're ready when travel opens up. And I could see ways she could incorporate her yoga in the future with, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is her plan, but retreats and, you know, fun stuff like that. So again, it's it's sort of tricky. It's like niching, but diversifying at the Mm -hmm. same time, which is contradictory. But it's we're well, really seeing this how important this is right now. <laughs> well, it's it's finding that special sauce. It's 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 finding the differentiators, mm-hmm. and I think that is what is is really so important. And I remember, you know, so I I have a coach, and one of the things that she talks about is you know you have a bookstore, you have two 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 women own bookstores, one bookstore is. Um, specializes in Christian books. The other bookstore specializes in everything woo-woo. Mm-hmm. Well, they're both selling books. 
yet they cater to completely different audiences. Mm -hmm. And I think travel is very similar because we're, we all, we sell the same commodities. We sell the same products. We sell the same companies. That is not what differentiates us from each other. What differentiates us is what makes us special. When I always use, so with RICs, I use like the ice cream analogy. Mint chip can never be strawberry sorbet. And it doesn't apologize for being that either. No. And <laughs> it, it, it solves a need and people right. are going to ice cream, but people That's feel right. very strongly about what That's flavor right. they're going to gravitate to. Yeah, that doesn't mean that if, survey. well, that doesn't mean <laughs> that if mint chip is out, yeah. which happened to me at haagen the other day, that I won't maybe get a cookies and cream instead. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other interesting thing too, back to your scarcity mindset mm-hmm. thing, you know, just because you're out there in the netherworlds talking about things doesn't mean that other people aren't going to inquire with you about trips because mm-hmm. quite Probably frankly, true. if you're consistently marketing content, right. somebody is going to come out of the right. work somewhere and ask you, oh, hey, will you do this? Mm-hmm. The important thing about that is now you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Now you have a choice. And if you are really needing the business right now, mm-hmm. because let's be honest, all of us are really needing a little extra business right now. Now you have the choice to go ahead and take that random trip that might be a little bit outside of your specialty and go ahead and do it anyway, because the income is nice. But I'll tell you right now, it feels really good to turn that business down because you are so busy with business from your ideal client. Mm-hmm. So busy doing business that excites you, that you found your sweet spot in, that you are in alignment with. Mm-hmm. If you're so busy with that business that you have to turn other business away, that's the success. And you're not wasting yeah. time with people you don't want to work with. That's well, right. There is nothing more draining oh. than dealing with a yeah. client that you don't want to work with. Yep. And we've all been there. And we've all been there. And at the end of the day, that's our choice too. Well, you should talk a little bit about your your finally deciding to niche in the in the Oprah test, as I like to call it, and how that changed things for you. Yeah. So I was going to I, when I first started my travel business, I said, I want to focus on girlfriend getaways. And there were experienced people in the travel industry who actually told me that was a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. They said that there's no money in it, that women won't travel without their husbands. A lot of self-doubt <laughs> creeped in and I had a lot of problems with that. And then um, in a conversation, a coaching call with Ashley, she basically said, okay, well, you know, And so what I said was, I said, should I just be a group specialist? You know, Mm -hmm. should I dial it back? Mm -hmm. And should I just do groups, but also service girlfriend getaways? Mm -hmm. And Ashley asked me a great question. And we call it now the Oprah test in our group. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, do you want, Oprah doesn't want a generalist for anything. Mm -hmm. Oprah wants a specialist and Oprah wants the best of the best. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And damn right, she should get it. She's Oprah. (laughs) So... If you're going to be Oprah's anything, yeah. are, is Oprah coming to you for girlfriend getaways? Because you're, and that's when the girlfriend getaway guru mm-hmm. brand was really birthed for me. Yeah. And when I really leaned into that niche and I, when I really said, nope, that's exactly what I want to do. And I started, and I, and I even went further. I didn't want to do girlfriend getaways that were bachelorette parties to Vegas. I wanted to do older women moms who needed a break when I really narrowed down on it 
of what I wanted. And I started creating content for that on a regular basis. And I put it out there on Pinterest and on building you know, a Facebook and group. Building a Facebook group. Yeah, I built the Serendipitous Squad Facebook group. And when I started really doing that, lo and behold, people started Googling for girlfriend getaways. And guess who came up? Yeah. And you didn't stop getting inquiries for other types of travel. No, but I have the choice now mm-hmm. to turn away business. And I got really good at turning away business that I knew would just have left me frustrated and resentful. And I just didn't feel good about it. And I'll tell you right now, it was the coolest thing when I started getting inquiries that were cold call people that I'd never heard of or had no idea. Mm -hmm. And when I asked, how did you find me? It was, well, we found you on Google Mm -hmm. looking up girlfriend getaway ideas and found a couple of your articles and found your website and all your website, all your, the only thing you talked about was girlfriend getaways. And we thought, well, we must be in the right place. She must know what she's talking about. So, yeah. Did you experience the same thing, Wendy, when you went from conference 360 to rebel on the go? Like, did it, did you get more of your ideal client, but still get some peripheral clients and have the opportunity to decide whether or not to service them? Um, my heart was not completely in the transition. Okay. And I think because of that, you know, I think when you're, you're not in alignment, you send off, you send off vibes. Mm. Um, so I think I just went through a period where a lot of the clients just in general kind of dried up. Mm. Yeah. And I do think that had to do with, you know, being out of alignment. Yeah. Well, and, and, I think this is why, like, at least in our host agency and and also in KTA, we're really going to drill down on this idea of identifying your ideal client. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot. I mean, not only finding your special sauce, which is a really hard thing for people to do, but we're going to focus more on identifying your ideal client, naming her or him or them, um, you know, thinking about like, what kind of food they eat, um, do they, you know, what kind of exercise they do, you know, these little details more than how many staterooms are on the carnival fantasy, <laughs> you yeah, know? Like, yeah. Well, because at the end of the day, your clients are going to ask you. <laughs> and people don't buy because of benefits. They buy because they're made to feel a certain way or achieve certain things, or make certain changes, you know, you, you know, it may be, say it's an expedition, and afraid of water, or afraid of, of, I don't know, snakes, <laughs> and want to overcome that fear. Well, what the stateroom looks like on anything is not, this is not going to be the selling point. But being able to say that, you know, you will experience the most amazing interaction with snakes or something. No, no, neither am I. But um, but I'm just it's just if you think about it, that it's the benefits don't sell. And if you leave even if you left benefits off of anything, it's like I never understand the formula that especially the cruise industry uses. It's like, let's look at cabins. 
Well, if you actually, if you tell me that there's going, that the room was so romantic that my husband and I are going to, you know, get busy. <laughs> encounter with a snake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that kind of thing children. is, is what I, is what you want to know about. Not it's 12 square feet or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 And at the end of the day, people buy from people they like. <laughs> if they don't like you because they don't know anything about you, then you either, they might buy from you once, but there's no loyalty there. And quite frankly, retention yep. is where the money is. Uh -huh. Building a client base and building repeat customer, that's how you build a growing business. Yes. And so your knowledge of things, maybe that is what sells. And But, and, but then your ideal client is a person who appreciates facts and appreciates statistics and needs to know the square foot of the room or something. Mm -hmm. But knowing that about your ideal client is really, really important. I don't know if that ideal client really exists, but I have to imagine. So it does. There. There, an there is an OCD. Somewhere out there that you have to, I, I do, I do believe that there is someone out there for everyone, mm -hmm. but I think that we need to get away from the idea of, oh, I really like Europe, so I'm going to be a Europe specialist, mm -hmm. or I really like cruising, so I'm going to be a cruise specialist, or the worst one, the worst one is, I know so-and-so is a really good group, had a lot of success as a river cruise specialist, mm -hmm. and she makes a lot of money, mm -hmm. so now I'm going to be a river cruise mm -hmm. specialist. Yeah. I'm going to be a joint venture winery river cruise specialist. That doesn't work. No, because it's everybody. not bringing into alignment your special sauce and your ideal client, uh -huh. and that's the key. And if you're, if and just beating a dead horse here, if you're mm -hmm. selling based on benefits or God forbid price, uh -uh. no one is going to be loyal to you because mm -hmm. they can go anywhere for benefits, benefits, and they definitely can go anywhere for price so in order to maintain that loyal clientele you're going to have to connect with them on something other than benefits and price and that is your shared knowledge of their pain points and your ability to solve them for them mm -hmm. um do we have anything else to say about this topic no i think that that pretty well sums it up i think you needed you need to lean in to this idea and it's leaning into fear because it is scary mm -hmm. to lean into this idea that you might say no to other business. But what you're actually, when you say, when you say yes to less, what you actually get is more. Yeah. And you don't have to do it alone. There's plenty of people in the industry and outside the industry that can help you to sort of craft your ideal client up with your ideal client you know crystal's really great at sitting down and sussing that out with you and, and i'm really good i think at helping people to identify their special sauce you know reach out to us if that's something you're interested in discussing and of course wendy's really good at telling stories so <laughs> making that connection between your special sauce your ideal client and then communicating that is is a very valuable basically marketing strategy business yep. strategy so any final words, Wendy? Mm. I think you've covered that beautifully. Oh, well, we covered it beautifully. <laughs> so, 
All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us and catch you next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We hope you got something great out of today's episode. If you were wondering where you are out of balance in your travel business, take our free quiz at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash quiz to find out and receive free resources to help bring you into alignment in your travel business. And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us at Kinship Travel Academy or hashtag Travel Biz CEO. Also, if you loved us, don't forget to leave a review and be sure to hit subscribe. Here's to you. See you at the next level.